Obviously, it's a little bit special. This week, we're going to be talking about zombie games. And what better way to actually do that than to actually play one that just came out just yesterday, which is World War Z. It's actually based off of a movie that was previously called World War Z. Uh, the movie itself did not do so well. But the game. Oh crap! Gas bags gone. Steep. The game itself is actually pretty fun. Oh, and I'm probably dead. Oh no, I'm not. Oh, jeez, seriously. <laughs> but um yeah so this is essentially over here I'm down. this is essentially the game guys and uh, i'm hurting bad i just wanted to share that with, oh yeah i'm dead get over here everyone's dead so while that's happened I'm actually going to take a break and actually start the show like I normally do. And so to do that, give me just a moment. Thank you for that, JEI. Um, so, yeah, that was a look at World War Z. I'm going to be playing that a little bit later on as well. But that's not the only game that we're actually that's actually coming out that's based on zombies for this month. There's also Days Gone, which is coming out a little bit later on. I think that's going to be the 26th of April 2019. This game came out kind of weird. Um, and the fact that people were saying that it was coming out today, which is Tuesday the 16th. But that was at um, like Universal Time. And so it actually came out on Eastern Time at 4 p.m. So... A little weird, but can't really complain too much. Now, when we actually come to zombie games and, well, pretty much stuff about them, we have to take a look at what kind of started it. And to be quite honest, zombies, the history of zombies are quite hard to pinpoint. People can say they reached back all the way from uh the whole voodoo thing uh they could also start they could also say that it started from the movies from way back when which was about the 1960s and there's a lot of ways where the history i guess you could say kind of started um so for example uh a lot of people would say that uh night of the living dead which is back in 1968 followed by um Another horror movie, uh, which is the sequel in 1978, which was Dawn of the Dead. Uh, both of these kind of started the whole genre of zombie movies. And then, of course, with most movies, especially nowadays, things typically become games if they're popular enough. 
And this was quite literally a role-defining genre. But even before, I believe, the time of guys like Jason and Freddy. So, when did they actually start appearing in video games? Well, that was actually more or less, people say, it started to happen in a game called Zombie Zombie, which was a 3D, 3D adventure game that came out in 1984. Now, what's kind of weird with this is that, according to this, it saw a player attempt to clear a city of the undead in a highly unusual manner, not by shooting them in the head, but by shooting by, by fooling them into falling to their doom. So the whole headshot thing didn't really work back then. A year later, which was um, 1985, then we started to see these corpses emerging from the ground, terrorizing Lannistering Knights in Capcom's classic. The Ghosts and Goblins. Hey there, Kaz. 88, how are you doing today? I don't really know what that is. I don't speak that language. Uh, but if you know it in English, please do let me know. Uh, maybe I can get a translation for that. Means fuse. What to affiliate with? Anyway, so back in uh, 1986, then it was a company that I think a lot of us really know was called Ubisoft. They released their very first computer game called Zombie. That's with just an I, not an IE. Um, that was loosely based off of Dawn of the Dead. And that's mainly because the name of the film in Europe for a lot of places was actually just called Zombie not Dawn of the Dead. So, like the film, the game featured a group of four survivors who the player had to guide away from the zombies in a shopping mall and up to a helicopter on the roof of a building. So, even with all of that, things have moved on quite a bit since then. And they did decide to revive it called Zombie U, uh, which was their revival in 2012. Now, that was on Nintendo's, I guess you can call it, the Wii U. Yeah, that, that was kind of obvious, I think. That being said, uh, actually, hold on just one second. Yeah, there we go. That being said, things have improved a lot since then. Graphics, technology... Uh, there are a ton of video games that actually have zombies in them. I see what the background top right. Yeah. Yep, you got me. Um, top left. If you mean Deadpool, I don't know if he quite counts as a zombie. Oh, you mean my Wii U? Yes. Yes. I still have that. I actually need to go and plug that in at some point and add my little cousin to that. Even though he didn't have a Switch, like, I guess I don't need to do that anymore. But there are many games that came out, like I said. Uh, from 
1982, Entombed, then Evil Dead, then Realm of Impossibility, Zombie Zombie, Ghosts and Goblins, Zombie, Beast Bu um, Busters, Sweet Home, Horror Zombies of the Crypt, Zombie Nation, Monkey Land 2, Lee Chuck's Revenge, the Doom series, which is quite well popular for that. Isle of the Dead, Night Slashes, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Okay. Uh, Alone in the Dark 3, Corpse Killer, Ghoul Patrol, Area 51, The House of the Dead series, then the Resident Evil series, which changed the game completely. Uh, Blood, Gloom 3, Nightmare Creatures, Voodoo Kid, uh, Carnival, Flesh Feast, Half-Life series, which, yeah. Uh, Alone in the Dark was pretty good back in the day. It was. It was. I mean, anything that was in the dark almost always was good, and especially as a horror. I mean, even the TV shows. Um, then there was Zombie Massacre, Shadow Man, The Hunger... Sorry, They Hunger series, The Typing of the Dead which apparently was a touch typing trainer version of the house of the dead too. Um, kind of weird zombie revenge carrier D two evil dead series. Oh my gosh. That's a good series. Um, Martian got, um, Gothic unification. The one Chanabara series return to castle Wolfenstein hunter, the reckoning series Warcraft three, which I guess you could count as zombies because they're undead um judge dread dread versus death uh the siren series survival crisis z x files resist our serve dark watch infected killing floor and killing floor 2 land of the dead road to folders green postal 2 stubs the zombie in rebel without a pulse kind of weird name uh time splitters Future Perfect, Urban Dead, Dead Rising series, another good series. Uh, Deadhead, Fred, Touch the Dead. There's a number of them that I can, can, and they kind of build up, especially in the 2000s. But uh, there are some that are still currently being developed, uh, which is like, it's a pre-release right now for Human Element, I think this is, and Possession. Days Gone is definitely coming out. That That's the one that I mentioned earlier on in the stream. It's coming out on the 26th. Um, person, oh, actually, Human Element got canceled. Whoops. That sucks. But. Let me actually take a look at it. There are a number of different zombies that actually suffice in these games. Uh and people have gone in to say that they they have actually ranked their top zombies in video games and so for example ranker they have a list of 13 and kotaku has a list of 10 and of course these lists are very subjective so for example uh ranker has for their lowest tier the first zombie from resident evil 1 which was kind of basic like what we expected um and it was, was kind of like oh that's what it is kill it kill it kill it and then you kill it uh then there they have zombie marston from red dead redemption undead nightmare which is kind of weird up a game then detective fred neurman from deadhead fred then 
Lord Raptor from Deathstalkers. I don't know if that one really counts, though. Um, Heisen Co. from Darkstalkers. Sylvanas Windrunner from... Wow, I'm actually surprised she's ranked at 8. Given how much of a... How should I put this? Significant figure that she's become in the World of Warcraft series as of like the past 2-3 two ex two, expansions. Uh, Mother from House of Dead Overkill. Then Nemesis from um, Resident Evil 3. Uh, Michael Leroy from Shadow Man, which I don't really think deserves to be that high. Captain Lee Chuck from Monkey Island 2, which was eh. Scorpion from Mortal Kombat technically was a zombie. And so this is where we kind of go into that different kind of zombie stuff. It's because you have the standard like Romero zombie, you know, not really explained, but kind of just there. Uh, then you have your bio zombies, like what you see in Resident Evil 3, Left 4 Dead, uh, so on and so forth. Then you have your Xeno zombies. These are the ones that typically are created by some other being like a spore or an alien or something along those lines. Then you've got your technical zombies or your techno zombies from like the Hus from Mass Effect, uh, from Shodan, uh, that's inside System Shock 1. And then you have your magic ones, like uh, these ones revolved like from uh, voodoo and stuff like that. And then you've got Scorpion, which is kind of like a reverend, which is kind of like a super magical kind of one. I mean, yeah, Hisako from Killer Instinct. I think she's actually listed here somewhere. Uh, okay, apparently that she's not in this list. I thought I saw her inside another list, though. Um, but yeah, Hisako from Killer Instinct is another one. That's a really old game as well from like the 80s. So, you know, this isn't anything really new. We've got Stubbs from Stubbs the Zombie. And for Ranker, their top one is Commander Shepard from Mass Effect 2. Uh, Kotaku's own is at the bottom. The Infected from the Half-Life series, Left 4 Dead, The Last for, uh, Last of Us, etc. Um, then Mom from Dragon Age 2. Then the Zombie Horde from Dead Rising. Then John Marston from Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. So we're seeing that one come up. Then we've got Giant Zombie Hitler from Zombie Army Trilogy. Uh, <laughs> then we've got uh, Player Character from Zombie U. Then we've got the Zombies of the Dragon's Dogma. Then Lee from The Walking Dead, 2012 version. Uh, then that little girl, that little girl, from Dead Island Trailer, 2011. But their first one, which is kind of ironic, is actually the last one on Ranker. For Kotaku, they say that their zombie that they rank as the highest is the first zombie from Resident Evil, the original. Their reasoning for it is you can't spell Resident Evil without zombies. Well, yes, you can, obviously, but zombies are the rotting putrid meat of the itchy, tasty Resident Evil stew. The original game spends a little time building tension and mystery before introducing them. However, rumors are abound regarding murders that have taken place in Raccoon City and the forest beyond. Small groups of people are wandering around attacking without warning. Even worse, they eat their victims. 
Star's alpha team is calling for an after Bravo team disappears while investigating Raccoon Forest. Alpha team finds body parts and mean mutant dogs in the woods and takes refuge in a quiet, empty mansion. Is it abandoned? What happens to team Bravo team? And who are these cannibal killers? So on and so forth. Me, personally, I actually do have to go with the entire Resident Evil series. Um, but more specifically, yeah, that first one where they actually just start delving into it is actually probably one of my favorite ones out there. Especially with how um, weird the Resident Evil series got after that. With uh, people quite literally changing forms into huge beasts and zombies and stuff like that. And then somehow being able to switch back. Uh, like we saw inside the recent remaster of um, Resident Evil 2 that came out. Uh, honestly, I don't know. I I really don't know about that. Uh, but there are some games that we do also want to keep an eye out for later on this year, which is Back for Blood by Turtle Rock Studios. Uh, that's going to be on PC, PS4, and Xbox. Then there's The Last of Us Part 2, which looked gorgeous when it was showing off. Um, I don't know if we actually have an estimated time for that. Uh, yeah, I'm not 100% sure about that one. They just said in, the game could launch in late 2019, but a 2020 release date seems more likely. So on and so forth. Actually... Let's check out thelastofus.playstation.com. And there's actually been no news for the entire year from them, which is kind of weird. Uh, Days Gone, like I mentioned, is going to be coming out later this month. Resident Evil 2, which is already here. Dying Light 2, which I actually do want to play that one. Um, then there's the Overkills, The Walking Dead, uh, which is going to be on PC, PS4, and Xbox One as well. I'm going to be looking forward to that one. That's actually going to be my very first Walking Dead game. That's on that I'm probably going to get for console. I've played the Telltale ones before. Say Flying Light 2. Uh, unless you typoed that and you actually meant to say Dying Light. I I don't. Let me know what you what you meant to say. Um. But yeah, guys. Honestly, zombies are one of the core tenets for gaming. It's not that they have to be everywhere. It's just that they are typically something that's appreciated and seen in a lot of different games. <laughs> so you did mean flying. The parkour inside um, Dying Light was, the original was great. Like I remember playing that with Dwan and Chris and that was one of, Aside from them deciding to every once in a while just hightail it and leave me to die by myself as soon as something like we heard something. Um, I did enjoy the game except at night and that was mainly because we were in hard mode and those things are scary as hell. Scary as hell. Trust me. It's not fun. Um, and if Essentially, what I'm talking about, there are these things that come up from the sewers only at night. And any little sound that you make, any little sound that you make, they will find you and they will track you. You run, they can find you like that. 
And the only time that you are pretty much safe is in a safe house. And getting to one is sometimes not so easy. Or they can be quite a distance away. And they typically like to hang around there as well. So even if you make it there, there's no guarantee you can get inside without one of them grabbing you. Uh, but if you can manage to stay alive somehow until daybreak, then they go back into the sewers. I think there was uh, something inside there where during the, uh, the nighttime, you could also go into the sewers because all of them are up on the ground. And so you can traverse like that. However, you need to make sure that you're keeping track of the time because when day comes, they're going to swarm back down there. And if you're still down there, you're going to die. So that's when we actually take a look at zombies and the reason why they're actually inside these games. Sure, there's the fair factor. There's the, the fact that they are undead, which serves one purpose, and that's the psychological thing. That's affecting you, making you start to freak out. That's instilling um, dread, horror, that kind of thing. But there's also a technological uh, standpoint inside of it. And so first, it's actually making a convincing AI that is exceedingly difficult. And, you know, to be quite honest, these to make it very well for these game studios it's kind of difficult um unless they're starting to take and improve upon existing AI that they start to work on which i think by now is kind of the case but every different type of monster essentially needs a different kind of ai so for example i don't know if you guys noticed it during the uh the gameplay i had with world war z before this there were different types of zombies we had screamers we had regular zombies we had hazmat suits and then we had the chargy guys and the chargy guys are kind of simple in their nature they run up they spot the target they stop and then they charge and once they grab you they pretty much start to pummel you and the only way that you can get them off is you can't your teammates essentially have to save your butt and hazmat suits, their whole thing is to poison as many people as possible. Screamers are to uh, draw in as many of the regular zombies as possible to try and swarm you. And then the regular zombies, they just try to go for the person who's got the least amount of health. Typically, that's within the area that they're in. So that's just an example of four different types of AI that's built into this one game. Many other games have different ones. So, for example, Resident Evil 2, the remastered version and the original version, kind of had their own as well that were based off of sound and movement. Um, so, for example, inside the house, when you're playing as the girl and the grandmother figure is coming after you and you're trying to hide, if you move too far out from a hiding spot, she's going to turn around and see you. And then you're pretty much done for and that's kind of how that game is when it comes to her because she can run faster than you can run which is kind of weird but that's just how it is now casting these characters as zombies covers a lot of different stuff as well uh so for example they call them programming sins uh 
So while the zombies in movies are defined by their slow movements and reactions, her mentality and obliviousness to the impact of bullets, um, which is pretty much how AI characters in games behave in any case, with non-player characters cast as zombies, with all ragged clothes and distorted figures, features we might expect, we can subconsciously put that inhuman movement down to the undead status rather than poor programming. Exactly. Uh, the AI usually. And why Pancake says jockey and left for dead rip. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, honestly, though, another thing that's kind of started to happen is the fight back in these games that have started to become a bit more popular. The fight back, what I'm talking about is, I don't know if you noticed it, but oh, like when I said, uh, let's use that charge guy. When he grabbed me and ran, like literally ran with me up into the air and then slammed me onto the ground. There's nothing I could do to fight back. And the game tells me this. This says, no one can help you other than your teammates. Meaning, I can't fight back. That's because typically, in games like this nowadays, when someone grabs you and you're fighting for your life kind of situation, they typically allow you to actually try to fight back. Be it with your hands, a machete, a hatchet, some kind of thing. In this game, World War Z, that doesn't really happen. You can't, when the screamers or um, the leapers, creepers, whatever you want to call them, actually decide to jump on you, there's nothing you can do. You can't fight back. Same thing with the chargers. So you just have to be careful with that kind of stuff. Other games, you can fight back, maybe make it alive. Um, I'm kind of surprised that this game decided not to have something like that. But... I mean, it's their game. It's based off of their movie, it's, which I think is based off of a book. So, one thing to ask is what sort of antagonist could take the place of all these zombies? So, in the 70s and 80s, when 2D shooters were king, extraterrestrials were the enemy of humankind. Then came the zombies. Um... Even today, though, you know, some of the biggest stuff are about aliens and extraterrestrials and going to different planets, so on and so forth. Zombies have actually taken a little step back when it comes to uh, movies, and but not so much with games. Chilogen uh, <laughs> says, give me back my zombie games. Well, see, that's the thing. We have a number of them coming out this year, so long as they don't get canceled or extended to 2020. Let's see. Viper King says, zombie games. I don't know how I feel about them now. Feels like uh, they play it too safe. The AI is usually bad, and they look exactly the same. Resident Evil 2 was good, but that's a remake, so meh. Uh, Left 4 Dead was perfect, though, says Chilogen. And, you know, guys, that's actually a fair point. Um, still waiting on 3. Left 4 Dead was a really good series. So was Dying Light. And I think those two games are one of the examples of how you do things right when it comes to zombie games in this day and age. Resident Evil 2, both the remake and the original, were good, in, especially for the time. Being a remake, it just shows you how well they actually had it planned out from back then. Children says I'll probably be 42 by the time it comes out. 
Half-Life 3 is coming out in 20, 20, <laughs> 27, 27. Oh my gosh. Guys, Half-Life 3 is confirmed for never. For never, guys. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, I don't know. With as much zombie stuff as they have come out with and then changing them from how they're being born to what they can do to the pace to the type of mentality uh because admittedly a lot of zombies originally started off with just them not really being a herd mentality kind of thing they were more uh they just follow a sound and go and attack or they see something a movement or heat and then they go after that and so it's just it's not so much we all swarm it's just Oh, just of a bunch of us are just trying to head to this one thing that we all heard. And if we didn't hear it, then we're not going anywhere. We're still going to be doing whatever we were doing originally. Now we're down to things like, um, like in this game. Where we have them quite literally swarming for no reason other than to kill us. And we're not really making sounds. We're not really doing anything. They don't really explain it. It's just what happens. And so it's kind of weird. Chilogen saying Left 4 Dead is better than Walking Dead. Mm. Mm. Yes and no. Walking Dead does have some good points to their zombies that I prefer over Left 4 Dead. But Left 4 Dead on a whole is just a slightly better thing. Like how they actually have their zombies. So I'll agree, but I'll still also say that there were some things I wish were taken from Left 4 Dead. Sorry, I'm from Walking Dead. If that makes sense. Whoa, Viper. Uh, like, I don't know what you could actually do unique with zombies anymore. The undead being so being smart, thrown out the window, you can only make someone so ugly over time without looking the same. Last of Us and Resident Evil 7 tried this infected spore thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm talking about. The spores and aliens and all that kind of stuff. That's one type of the genre. Honestly, there's, there's four real basic ones that when it comes down to it, that's all that there really and truly is. After that, it's kind of more of the same. It's just how you tell the story. So... It's going to be interesting to see how these other games that come out later on this year do it. I know Last of Us is going to be... Well, that was that was something people were really looking forward to. So I'm really looking forward to see how they do Last of Us 2. And um, honestly, I think they're going to do a pretty good job with it. Like I said, it's the storytelling is the most important thing for a lot of these zombie games now. The, if they can get you to the point where... You're actually getting that psychological part to it, then they've done their job. Um, because, as this um, thing right here is saying, quote unquote, games are meant to be pure escapism for the most part, and zombies provide the perfect release valve. They're just smart enough to pro provide us with a challenge, but not so smart that they become an irritation, unless you're in Resident Evil. Uh, they're a recognizable enemy rather than an amorphous alien blob with 
of teeth and tentacles unless you're in Resident Evil, which makes them a satisfying quarry. Sorry, quarry. Again, though, I don't really know how we're going to um, see them evolve in the future. We, they may, they may not. Why am I getting people sending you messages in French on PlayStation? Who added me to this? What the heck? Someone added me to a French-based group. Anyway. What? No, I'm not listening to that. White Pancake says, Okay, hear me out. Zombies and cowboys in space. In, in feudal... Really, White Pancakes? Really? No, no, Chilogen. No, no, no. You don't do the Batman shout and chin rub for that. No, that's not a thousand IQ. <laughs> that is not a thousand IQ. <laughs> that is... Okay, so here's the question. How do you have feudal, Jap oh, feudal Japan in space... How? Explain that. Because you said zombies and cowboys in space, but in feudal Japan. That's going back in time in space. My brain is literally dropping out my ears. <laughs> but we also did have some other news, which is about the PlayStation 5, which they have not actually agreed to be naming it the PS5, or PlayStation 5, or anything like that. They've actually quite literally avoided that quite a lot. Um, no, mere mortals would not understand that galaxy brain thing, Chilogen. I'm sorry. I don't understand it. And I'm a cookie. <laughs> but, yeah, so we've got some new specs when it comes to the PlayStation 5. So... We've got a high-spec solid-state drive. We've got a GPU that's capable of supporting ray tracing. It's going to support PS4 backwards compatibility. And it's going to allow CDs and DVDs. So it's not just download only like what they're trying to do with the Xbox One S that's happening. Or, all, sorry, the Xbox One All Digital or whatever the heck that Microsoft's calling that. So, <laughs> thirsty. Ah, uh, okay. But based on a meeting with Wired, uh, the guy who's actually the architect, lead system architect for the PlayStation 5, Mark Cerny, explained that the console will not be released in 2019. So we're probably looking more at 2020, which a lot of us actually expected. And it's going to be a next generation machine rather than just a PS4 upgrade. So it's the GPU is going to be an AMD Ryzen third generation. And it's sorry, the CPU is an AMD Ryzen third generation. The GPU is a custom version of the Radeon's Navi line. And so that Radeon, um, that Radeon is going to be the one that actually supports ray tracing which is the big thing that nvidia geforce uh rtx series is going off of with their 20 uh xx line 
So that's the 2060, uh, 2070, 2080, and the ray tracing that's happening on those graphic cards, which are quite honestly kind of expensive. And AMD is a good way to actually get these kind of stuff for a lot cheaper than you would typically. That being said, we did get confirmation that it will accept physical media rather than just being download or streaming only. And it's backwards compatible, like I mentioned earlier. We don't know how far back, but we know at least it's going to support the PS4. And the current PS PlayStation VR model that's currently out for PlayStation 4 will work with the PlayStation 5. They also mentioned that the AMD CPU will allow for 3D audio with no extra hardware. So they say with the next console, the dream is to show how dramatically different the audio experience can be when applying significant amounts of hardware horsepower to it. Now, PlayStation has actually done something like, uh, has actually, if I remember correctly, put in a patent for 3D audio. Uh, previously. And that brought up a lot of articles about that. I'm trying to see if I can find one that was before today. And blah, blah, blah. Let's do a custom search, custom range. Last date being the 6th. So PlayStation VR's 3D audio only works with wired stereo headphones. They also have that PlayStation back in 2016. Here we go. PlayStation's new headset launches January 12th with virtual surround and 3D audio. Uh, this is, of course, back in 2016. And they say the reason behind the price hike is the inclusion of PlayStation's proprietary 3D audio technology. This is especially useful in PlayStation VR games. Uh, Sony is bringing 3D audio support out beyond the real uh, PSVR with support coming to standard PS4 games, so on and so forth. And Naughty Dog explained what they gained from being able to work with 3D audio. Essentially what it is, and it should be pretty easy to understand this is 3d it's supposed to essentially make you be able to hear things what's happening all around you so if it's if there's a zombie in front of you for example you know that it's in front of you because you can hear it like it's in front of you versus on the left the right behind you to the sides and all around if it's all around that kind of thing um what they did start to question though is that there's no sense of what the f console actually looks like, what form its controls will take, and admittedly, I actually don't really expect them to look a whole lot different. So, for example, here's a PlayStation 4 controller. Here is a PlayStation 2 controller. Not that much difference. Of course, this one's a third party. This one's from Nyko from way back in the day. You, mean, you could even see where it allows for the um, AA batteries, so on and so forth. Uh, for the most part, the only thing that's really changed sometimes is just how they kind of look, but they almost always look the same. So this one right here is a Intech. This is the Darth Vader controller PS4 again. 
And then this one's the Mad Cats controller. Uh, you notice the, I think these are AAA batteries in the back here. They'll allow for rumble and wireless support. So, yeah, pretty much all of them look the same. Even though it's been over a generation, I guess you could say, since these kind of things have been around. And I mean, you can't really fault them all that much because then you have, again, PlayStation 4 controller and the PS, I'm oh, sorry, the Nintendo Switch Pro controller. Not that different. Just the slight movement of where the, where essentially, ah, crap, these things are. So this is here and this is here. Then, then you have the Switch controller. Not really that big of a form factor change. So I don't actually expect there to be much change other than maybe some people were saying a touch screen going to be up in here. Which would be kind of weird or at least some kind of visual screen that's going to be built up in here. Instead of it just being a touchpad kind of thing. Which quite literally just touch um, tracks where your fingerprint well where your finger is and that's actually all we know about the ps5 for right now that's actually been confirmed everything else is just rumors and what people think that it's probably going to end up looking like but i wanted to share that information with you guys since that came out today and of course this show is today so why not but if you want to watch me play some more and probably get myself killed some more of World War Z, I'm probably going to try and play some of that when I get back from the gym a little bit later on today. So feel free to tune in to that later on. Until then, guys, don't forget. What's that growling sound? You know what? I'm going to be out of here. If you guys want, and you missed any part of this episode, feel free to uh, watch over on YouTube. I don't know if you guys could hear that. Sounds like something's being dragged. Kind of weird. Hey, thanks for following Southeast Sundew. Welcome to the cookie pack, man. But... Like I was saying, if you missed any part of this episode, feel free to hit us up on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash more cookies, M-O-A-R cookies. We also have our recorded episodes, both the visual and the audio versions of them on morecookies.com. So that's M-O-A-R cookies.com. And if you just want to listen to the audio on the go, well, feel free. We have it as a podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, pretty much anywhere that you can listen to pod, um, podcasts. If you want to join in any part of the conversations, hit us up on Twitter. That's M-O-A-R underscore cookies over on Twitter. Or join us on the Discord. That's typically going to be a link right underneath this video. So until next time, guys, which is going to be Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for more tech, our sister show. Or next week, Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for eSports Wrap. Until then, guys, keep it savvy.